sisters, we are on section number four, section number four of our Isaiah lessons. Uh, we're doing one more, so we have four and five left over. I have handouts for you, so please pass those out and share. Um, those have become a burden, so I'll never do those again. Uh, yeah, I, I was... Well, we're grateful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, uh, it requires me to do a lot more pr preparation than sometimes I'm used to doing. I don't always know exactly where my train of thought is going to go. So if you are you're unfamiliar with my, you would of course be unfamiliar with how I study for these lessons, but I like to read a lot of things. But I don't really always know what I'm going to say. So I just read a lot and then I'm like, okay, well, how will I organize that? And that's how I was, as I'm standing up here. So it's hard to do a handout because I haven't done that. I haven't done the organization part. So something for me to work on. All right, brothers and sisters, let's jump in. So let's do a little bit, little bit of where we've been so far, where we've been so far. Okay. We remember that the book of Isaiah is kind of complex, but it's really, uh, if we do it simply, we have kind of two sides. So there's kind of two sides. The first side is, uh, is chapters one through, what was it? 39. 39, very good. And the main theme of that? Judgment. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, judgment. And then, so that means 40 through 66 chapters are what is the theme? Hope and redemption. Very good. Hope and redemption. Is that starting to, to sink in, do we think? I hope so. Um, it helps me organize what's happening in the scriptures. In the scriptures. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the last two of our lessons on this second half. The second half. So let's turn, let's turn to chapter, actually... Let's go to chapter 52 or 3. I have to look it up. 50, 52. We're going to go to section 52. Uh, chapter 52. And let me give you a little bit of historical background for what's happened. And then we'll pick this up. Okay. So what's happened so far is in about 720 BC is when... Isaiah starts prophesying. Remember, he starts prophesying mostly to Judah, kingdom in the south. And he's going to prophesy for a long time. And he's going to tell us about all of these things that are going to befall the kingdom, right? That there's not the woes, woe, and all these, you know, these terrible destructions are coming. And if we'd only repented and we had a chance, but boy, we have just forgotten our Lord. And so it's this, uh, this woe. I love the word in Hebrew. Um, now that my he our Israeli friend isn't here, a lot less pressure uh, with my Hebrew, but it's uh, hoy, hoy. So I always think of that, hoy, hoy, woe is me, hoy, um, woe is me, um, woe is these curses that are coming on, and it's like, okay, bad. Now about 530 BC, what's happened? What's happened to the northern kingdom by 530? You guys remember what's happened to the north? And the north was what tribes or what, who lived up there? 
Tribes. The Ten Tribes, very good. Very good, Daryl. So the Ten Tribes were in the north. Um, what was the, the chief tribe up there? Ephraim, yeah. And um, they were up there. Their, their capital, you get extra points if you actually know the capital of the northern kingdom. Samaria, yeah. Wow. Oh, that was impressive. Okay, Samaria. They're going to come in, in handy later, right? Because the people that are from there are Samaritans. So we'll see that in the New Testament. But Samaria, and they, what's happened to them? Are they living well? Things are going well? No. They've been conquered. And in fact, they've been decimated, right? So they've been carried off. They're gone. I'm putting X's on the board. Dun, dun. And, uh, and, and, the tri and the kingdom that took them over is Assyria. Yeah, good. Oh, it's sorry, you guys knew that one. Good job. So, Assyria, right? Their capital city? No, not the capital city of Assyria. Nineveh. Nineveh. Uh, there was a prophet that's called to go to Nineveh. Do you remember who that is? Jonah. Yeah, so you can see why he didn't want to go there. So it's kind of just all in the same timeline. All in the same timeline. So Assyria, the ten tribes, they're gone. I mean, they have really been decimated and carried off into slavery and, um, and their cities destroyed in a series of about three big destructions. So, so they're gone. They're gone. Now, how's the South doing um, in the beginning? South. And what's their, what's their capital city? You guys remember? Yeah, that's easier, right, to remember. We know that one. Jerusalem. And what tribe is kind of the big tribe down there? Judah, Judah yeah. And so really for the rest of the Bible, uh, you're going to be following the story, right, of Judah, or what later becomes, through Greek, the term Jews, those that are from the time, tribe of Judah, right? But it's hundreds of years for it to get to that. But these tribe of Judah out of Jerusalem. Okay, now in the beginning, they hold up okay against Assyria, right? Skin of their teeth, Hezekiah, we kind of skipped those chapters in Isaiah, but they, they, lots of Judah is destroyed, lots of cities. I'm looking more X's, like you're looking at a map, but you're not dead, dead, dead. But they get all the way to the gates of Jerusalem, and Hezekiah humbles himself. They fast and pray, and this army, the greatest army the world has ever seen, uh, gets dysentery, and they die, and the rest flee. So because of a miracle of the Lord, Jerusalem is saved. All right. But how do they end up? They really perk up, right? The Ju those of Judah, they're like, holy now, right? No, you're all shaking your head like, no. No, they fall back on their idolatry, their worship of other gods, of, of um, all of these sins that have been plaguing them. They just really still don't get it. And so what happens to them? Do you guys remember? Babylon. Yeah. The next big bad comes along, right? Babylon. So Assyria's now gone. Now it's Babylon. And Babylon comes in, um, wipes them out, takes all the important people away, right? Takes the important people away. Um, you're going to hear about people like Daniel, right? And the three guys. Do you guys remember the three that go with Daniel? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are there. Babylonian names. Um, I don't even remember their Hebrew names. Mishael, Bill, and Bud. 
<laughs> no, those don't sound Hebrew. Something else. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, um, they are all taken at the same time. But there are people left behind in Babylon. Who would you leave behind if you were a conquering army? All the good ones, right? You're uneducated. The peasants. Yeah, you got enough of your own peasants. So you leave those peasants behind. So that's, so we, that's where we kind of find ourselves. Right? So in this time, most of the ten tribes are gone. Now the southern kingdom has also been sacked. Um, they are now living in Babylon. And we're going to hear a lot about that over the next few prophets of you know, what to do when you live there. However, we now call this the period of exile. Right? They're gone. So that's, that's kind of where we find ourselves. But there are some people there. There are some people there, and there are some people in Babylon, too. So it's, uh, I can't do that math, but it's over 150 years um, from the time of Isaiah. Isaiah is dead now, and yet he has these scrolls. He still has his writings, and they open them up, and they're like, hey, when, you know, I thought there were some, some promises that were going to come. I thought, I thought some things were going to happen for us. Um, and yet, Jerusalem has been sacked. What was going to happen? What was important about Jerusalem? What was the promise about Jerusalem in the past? Was it supposed to be what? Do you guys remember? Tell me again. Yeah, it's yeah, blossom as a rose. That's a little different poet. Yeah, yeah. Jerusalem is the city where the Lord's going to come and He's going to reign, right? And He's going to bless all the nations. And yet. It's, it's, a, it's a wreck. The temple's been destroyed, right? There's little or no organization there. So you're like, hey, Jerusalem is, is, is down. Um, what about some of the other covenants? Do you remember some of the promises made to say Abraham about his family? They were going to be huge, right? This was going to be this huge family. And through that family, what was going to happen? Do you remember Genesis 12? Excellent. All nations were going to be blessed. And you're like, well, that, that seems far away. That's, you know, we're, how are all nations going to be blessed? We, we're having a hard time putting food in our mouth, right? We're, hard, we're not even a nation. Okay? And then there's this other promise in 2 Samuel 7 about a king that's going to come from a specific line. Do you remember whose family it was going to come from? David. Yeah, David. David and his father is Jesse. Good. That there was going to be this king that was going to rule in Jerusalem. All nations were going to be blessed and things were going to go great. And yet, how's it going? Not so much. Do you think they doubted? Do you think they doubted? Oh, yeah. 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 In fact, let's flip back to 42. Um, 42, they doubt. I made a note somewhere of them doubting. Maybe it was 47. Let me see. This all made sense. Let's see. Mm. Um, well, they, they are very upset about the whole thing. They, um, they question, right? They say, hey, I thought, I thought this was going to work out. Um, maybe do we, uh, maybe there, our God isn't that powerful, right? Maybe Jehovah isn't that powerful. I mean, look what happened to us. Right? 
Uh, maybe the king, the, the gods of Babylon are stronger than our God. Maybe it's not so bad. Have we ever had a history of a, as a people of, of the saints of things not going well? <laughs> you all looked at me. There were a few even like, what? Right? Well, why? I mean, you've made all these covenants. The Lord is going to prosper you, right? So, so you mean that happens to us today? The things that happen? What, what examples were you thinking of? The pioneers? Joseph Smith all the way to the Joseph Smith, right? The martyrdom, all the, all the way through. Yeah, yeah, tough times, right? Um, Lord, I think you could open anybody's life up in this room, and you would see lots of trials and things. Oh. Even though we're trying to be faithful, we know it's going to be faithful. Craig, I, I think you're on to something there. I think what what you're saying is that Isaiah may be applicable to us today. <laughs> there may be a time in our lives when we say, hey, God, I thought I made these covenants. I haven't been trying. Where are you? Right? Where are you? Why is my life such a disaster? Why have these things befallen me? Right? Why are my kids suffering? Why is my job terrible? Right? Why is my health terrible? Right? Why is the weather terrible? I don't know what you worry about, but uh, um, I think we can see that that's happened to all of us, right? That we say, hey, it makes me question. Just an aside, I love that the questioning and the doubting and the lamenting are in the scriptures. It's not all happiness and buck up. Come on, buttercup, suck it up, right? There are, it is in the scriptures that we see the lament and the depression and the sadness and the doubts. How did the Lord lead us here? How did this happen to me? Right? And that's where we find ourselves in chapter 40. How did we get here? What about these promises? I, I thought this was going to work out differently. Turn to 52, and somebody read for me. It's a little bit long. Well, it's not too bad. 52, 7 through 10. It's a poem. It's a poem. 52, 7 through 10. Somebody have that? Al. Sure. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, with the voice together shall, sing, shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord hath comforted his people, he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath said, Bear his holy arm, hath made bear his holy arm. In the eyes of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Okay. It's kind of a hymn that things are going to change. Did you catch it? I, I, again, I'm reading a different translation. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Now, you, we don't really remember these days, but how it used to work, right, is you had your city walls, and the watchmen would stay on the city walls, and they would watch for either messengers or armies or things, right? And uh, there's a famous story in, in uh, Samuel 
of uh, news coming back to David, and it's kind of referring back to that. So you got to remember your Old Testament stories, but I just told you, so you don't have to remember. And the watchmen are waiting for the news coming back to David, and it's a, there was a civil uprising. Okay, civil uprising. So they're like, what's going to happen? And, but the watchmen stay on the tower, and they watch, and they're saying, hey, everybody, beautiful, or, you know, there's someone coming. He's coming, and he's bringing a messenger. He's coming, and he's bringing a message, a message of good news, and it's beautiful or his feet, right? Because they're bringing the message. It's a poem. We don't really like feet, but they were very blessing on those feet. Hey, um, the good news is coming. So remember, you're in Jerusalem. It's been sacked. There's, the temple's gone, right? You're living hand to mouth at this point. You're hoping for anything. And you're saying, what, what happened? What happened? Then here comes a messenger, and he's running. And he sounds from afar, and they're like, hey, everybody, there's a messenger, and he brings good news. What's the good news? I don't know. Let's go back to the scripture. Yeah. Uh, suck it up, buttercup. No, it's better the news than that. It's bringing, um, what does he say? What, what was it, Mike? Yeah, yeah, he's bringing Zion. He says, he says, you know what? Your God reigns. What was the scripture? Um, how, did, how did it say it in yours, um, Alan? Um, Your God reigns, end of seven. End of seven, good, uh, the post, uh, thy God reigneth. Reigneth, yeah, okay. Reigneth. Close enough, okay. So the watchman's bringing word of a new king. Right? There's a king coming. It's, it's not all bad. Your God reigns. Like, well, it doesn't feel like it, right? It doesn't feel like it, but there's good news. There's good news. Um, and he says, uh, they, t they sing for joy, for eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Where's Zion? Where is Zion? Where the saints gather. Yeah. If it was a city for them, where would it have been? Yeah. So they're like, hey, it's not all bad. There's, the Lord is coming. That's such good news. That's such good news. We've had such a dark time. It's been so bad. It couldn't be worse. But now the watchman is coming and he's telling us that God is in charge, and the Lord is returning to his city. The Lord is returning to his city. And I love this. The Lord has bared his holy arm. And if you read the other ones, it's always like his arm is out, and it's going in judgment. So it's like judgment's coming on those other guys. Yeah. Right? Finally. Revenge. Right? This is the Messiah we've been hoping for, right? <laughs> this guy's going to come. He's going to destroy the nations. He's going to set us up. This is what the watchman is coming to say. This is such good news. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Let's turn the page and find out who this, this uh, Lord, this, this king that is coming, um, is coming. Now, um, let's, let's look. Let's do a little walk through the other verses of Isaiah. We talked about a, uh, a holy seed coming. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember the holy seed we talked about in our first, uh, second lesson? No? Last week. Last week? <laughs> we talked about the holy seed too. Um, there are a number of scriptures 
where it talks about a holy seed or a shoot, right? That Israel was going to be the stump and it was going to be chopped down and burned. This is bad. Burn, burn. This, this is a stump. The stump that is Israel is going to be hewn down, Assyria and the Babylon, and it's even going to be burned and scorched, and there's nothing going to be left but a little shoot. Is going to, there's going to be a little plant that's going to come out of it, right? A little bit of hope, a little bit of growth, right? Um, let's go to Isaiah 11.1. 1. Does anybody have uh, 11, sorry, on my page. Um, 11, 1, and let's just do 1 and 2. Does anybody have that? Lord. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Okay, so there's going to be, it said a rod, um, like a shoot, right? A little plant is going to grow out of here, out of the branch. It's going to come back from this David, right? Jesse, we talked about that being David's dad. So we're going to start over. We're going to have a new king, and he's going to come from here. And what did it, how did it describe him? Did you catch what Lori read? How did it describe this Rod, the shoot, the branch. <coughs> what was it? How was he going to be? First chapter, or verse 2? Wisdom understanding. And it said, what about it specifically? The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon us. Yeah. So this is going to be, the spirit's going to be upon him. He's going to have wisdom, right? Oh, that's good news, right? That's the guy we need. Um, 7, verse 14. What's his name? Who's this guy? I'm so excited. This is such good news. It's been such bad news. Do you guys remember? Um, Emmanuel. Oh, Emmanuel. Thank you. So we're, he's coming, and his name's going to be Emmanuel. And he's going to be born from who? What's the sign of his coming? Same verse. A virgin's going virgin. Okay, good. Good. This is good, right? I can't spell the virgin's going to have this king, and his name's going to be Emmanuel. What did Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. Oh, good. Right? And his spirit is going to be here. He's going to be from this family, this messianic family, this king we've been waiting for. And then go to 9, 5 through 7. Right? And you can sing the song if you want. Um, we're going to tell you more about him. Um, did anybody did anybody know this one? Uh, let's do six, six and seven, nine, six and seven. Does anybody have that? Isaiah nine, Kelly. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Can you feel the excitement? 
We've been downtrodden and ruined, and Emmanuel is coming. He is coming, and he is going to be, what, what did it call him? Wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Yeah, keep singing the song. It's a song. It's a song, right? Thanks, Handel. But it's like, don't you feel it? Like, finally. And the government's going to be on our shoulder. Yes, we're finally, finally getting this Messiah that we've been hoping for. I'm so excited. Can you feel the excitement? The hope is back. The hope is back. So he's coming. He's coming. Great. Government on his shoulder. It sounds like a king is coming. I bet it's going to turn out well. I bet it is. Right? So, so what's, it, what's he going to be like? Well, let's go look. The Lord says in 42, he says, I'm going to do a new thing. I've tried this other way. We've been doing this. And I'm going to try... I'm sorry, 48.6. I said 42, but it's 48.6. I'm going to try a new thing. He says, um, you have heard, now see all this and will not declare it. From this time forth, I announce to you new things, hidden things that you have not known. It's still like a king though, right? Because I was excited about that. Huh. He says, I don't know, there's a new thing. And then he's going to tell us about this new thing. Let's go to 49 and start seeing who this person is. So do you think he was talking about the difference between the Moses law yeah. and the law that Christ was going to bring, which was yeah. very different? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's that. It could be a lot of things, John. Maybe it's, I've been trying to work with you guys and you're kind of trying to make it on your own and it's time to have the Messiah come maybe it's um, maybe it's your idea or maybe it's also like well Lori your idea of this king riding in on a chariot I might try a new thing okay I don't know let's see how we describe him so in uh, in 49 um, let's see I'm going to start in verse 3. Do you mind if I read it? Okay. So verse 3, 49 verse 3, and he's going to describe what's going to happen. And first it says, the servant says, hey, listen, all you coastlands, given everybody from afar, from the islands, right, all this remnant, everyone that's been spread out, um, I want you to listen. And he said to me, he said, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. So it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to, this servant, we've had this story of the servant going through, but this servant um, enters the story, and we'll call it, I'm going to put it in parentheses, or in uh, air, air quotes, right? Israel, you're my new servant. So there's a new thing. I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity, yet surely my right is with the Lord, and my rec- recompense is in the Lord. Like, I haven't done that poorly. This has got to work out for me. And the Lord says, He who was formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him. All right? So there's somebody that's been from the foundations of the earth is going to come and bring Jacob back. And that Israel might be gathered back to him. Got it. I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. And he says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations. 
it's not enough to just bring back Judah and Israel, certain new servant. This new servant is going to do that, and he is going to be a light to the nations. Who are the nations? Everybody else. Now it's not just Judah and Israel. That's, that's not enough for this new servant. I will make you a light to the na- of the nations, um, and my salva- that my salvation may reach the end of the earth. This is a new thing. This seems bigger than I thought. I thought it was just going to be Jerusalem. This is found sounding good. And thus this saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, his, uh, his Holy One. How's he going to do it? Can you feel the anticipation? To be one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, a servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves, because the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, has chosen you. He says, okay, um, you're going to be this special person. Um, what else do we know about uh, this, this servant? We're going to do a series of about five poems about this servant, okay, that tell us about him. We know he's going to redeem Judah and Israel and all the nations. So who is he? Who is he? Um, do you guys know? Well, don't, don't tell. Spoiler. Right, spoiler. It's Jesus, right? Let's go to um, let's go to chapter fifty for a second. Um, I wanted to do a little bit more on this um, servant song. Oh, let's let's go back. Let's go back because this one's so great. Um, let's stay in forty nine for a second, and says um. 14 through 16. Does anybody have that? We're 49, 14 through 16 at short. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her suffering child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee? Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thank you. Did you catch it? It's like a quote. But Zion says, the Lord's forsaken me. The Lord's forgotten me. And he says, can a woman forget her nursing child? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. Right? That she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may... But this would happen... A mother would forget her child before I would forget you. Right? I have engraven you upon the palms of my hands. So we've got beautiful feet and now hands. Might mean nothing. Okay? Um, the Lord is here, the watchman. Whoever's bringing the message of good news. Who is bringing the message of good news? The kingdom of Lord is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Okay, it's the good news. Um, let's go to the servant song three. It's f- uh, in fifty. Um, he says uh, in verse six. He's described. The servant is describing it, and he says. Um, 
I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out my beard. I hide not my face from disgrace or spitting. This servant's having a tough time. But the Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. He goes on. Does that sound like anybody? Yeah. Okay. Um... Any thoughts there? Any application? So this new king who's coming that's going to be bringing the good news, right? That's bringing the good, there's a watchman bringing the good news, and then there's this new servant. The Lord says, I'm going to do something new that's going to redeem Israel, Judah, right? All of Jacob, and all the nations, right? And what have we learned about him so far? We've learned his name is Emmanuel. What else? Anything else? Born of a virgin. Good. Born of a virgin. Seed of Jesse. We what? what? Seed of Jesse. Seed of Jesse. Very good. Anybody besides the other gospel doctrine teacher? <laughs> Although I will call on Mike if there's no one else. He'll be smote and have his beard plucked out and be spit on. Yeah. Smote, his beard plucked out, humiliated. That's what that means. Yeah. Okay. When you pull out someone's beard, it means they've been humiliated, um, and they will, what else was it? Spit upon. Spit upon. Oh, oh dear. Anything else about this servant? Yeah? Okay, okay. Uh, we do know that he's going to be, right, the government's going to be on his shoulders, right? That he's going to be the prince of peace. So he's going to finally bring peace, right, to his people. So those are good things. Anything else that we've forgotten so far? Is it in that, isn't it 50 where it talks about he is not all like ready to look upon? Uh, not yet. You're not, you're oh, close. Not no, but you, that is one of them. We just haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. But you can remember. get there. That's okay. No, you're on it. Um, but we can go there. Let's go to... Let's do. Yeah, we haven't even read that. Let's get there. Um, I want to read a few more because there are a lot of them that sometimes we miss. 52 3. Um, I love this. Thus saith the Lord, it's quote, You were sold for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. Right? Your redemption, you were, you were slaves, and you will be redeemed without money. What does that mean? Where's that at? 50, 52, 3. 3. Oh. And then he talks about the Assyrians. This all happened and I didn't pay anybody off. Right? It's going to be from God. Something special is going to happen. Let's go to 52, verse 13. Somebody, re um, somebody read for me 13. Uh, I'm sorry. 52, 13 to the end. It's just three verses. Does anybody have that? We're still talking about serpent. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished. Astonished. Is oh, mine doesn't say astonished. No, I know. King James. Gotta love it. 
Okay, as many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations, the kings shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Okay. My servant, so we're still talking about the same servant. My servant shall act wisely. Um, he shall be, what was it? He shall be high and exalted. Is that what it said? Mine says lift it up. He's going to be a king, right? He's going to be a king. And in its king ceremony, right, they usually get a number of items. Uh, what does a king usually get uh, on their head when they're made a king? A crown. Okay, a crown. So we're looking for a crown. And uh, sometimes they have special clothing, right? A robe. And a scepter. What's a scepter? It's a big stick, right? Power, big stick, a big stick. And then they are enthroned, right? Or they're lifted up onto a throne, right? They're exalted among everyone else. In fact, they even put the little thrones on a dais, right? Have you ever seen that? Uh, even in like the UK, it's like, oh, they're better than us, right? They're up there. So they're gonna go through this enthronement ceremony. So it's saying that this servant is going to be high and lifted up. Um, and his appearance was so marred, it was beyond human recognition. <clears throat> Wait, what? He's gonna be lifted up, but beaten up so badly you can't even recognize him as a man? This is going poorly for the servant, right? How is, who is this? Who is this about? Christ. It's talking about when he's lifted up on the cross. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, he's lifted up. <clears throat> Right? He's exalted. So we see, we're going to watch for it next year as we study the New Testament, that his scepter and his robe and his crown and his enthronement and his lifting up are this. Okay? It's different than we thought. We thought he might ride in as a king, but Isaiah's reminding us this new way. This new way. He is going to provide right an atonement for our sins. Instead of hoping we figure it out, he's going to pay the price. Right? That's the good news. The good news is the word, the word gospel. Uh, uh, the Eurhelion in uh, Greek, evangelist, right? The good news is that Christ is coming and that he is bringing a way to save all of us. And it's different. It's different than we might have thought. So, brothers and sisters, when we are like ancient Jerusalem, then we say, I thought God was supposed to protect us, and I thought it was supposed to work out, and I was hoping for something better. But I'm in a pretty dark place, and it's pretty tough right now, and I feel alone and abandoned, right? He says, I have good news. There's someone coming who's going to help you with all of that, right? He's, our, he's the servant, and I want to tell you all about him. And he does it in his way. He does it in a new way, right? It's a new way. I was just curious, uh, you know how Nephi quotes Isaiah, and that's the same time frame, and Nephi puts the time frame, time frame on coming to Christ. Does Isaiah, in your readings, do that as well? Well, yeah, uh, we have, we don't have the last little bit. Uh, 
Nephi doesn't bring the last few chapters, what's called Third Isaiah, by scholars today. That's just a new thing. But he has First and Second Isaiah, and it says that Isaiah. Remember, this is like 150. He he writes on his scrolls and even says he seals part up, right? And then they open it later and go, "Hey, look at what's here." Clearly, Nephi had that portion of the of Isaiah. He quotes. Um, he does it kind of backwards. In Second Nephi, part of First Nephi, you're going to get chapter 53, and you're going to get 40 through 55 or so, and then he goes back and does one through 12. So that's um, that's the exact chapters I've been going over. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about Nephi's uh, personal um, revelation where he quoted Christ would come in like uh, oh 600 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. I was if, if Isaiah does no, no, we don't have an exact time. Okay. We don't have an exact time. Yeah, yeah, good question. Any other questions or thoughts? Uh, brothers and sisters, I know the Savior is for us, and I know that the prophets testify of him, uh, especially Isaiah. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.